While the release of the Tyree Nichols body cam footage is going to become the biggest story in America, Fox News just dropped a new culture war and it's dumber than you'd expect. Justin Roiland's charges and accusations are now front and center. And the unexpected update to the six-year-old who shot his teacher, we've got all of that on today's brand new Philip DeFranco show. So buckle up, hit that like button, let's just jump into it. Justin Roiland is out pretty much everywhere. He's the co-creator of Rick and Morty. Adult Swim just announced they cut ties with him. Though also announcing in their statement on Twitter yesterday that the series will continue, with the show having been contracted to season and 10 and production for season 7 still continuing right now. And as far as why Adult Swim made this decision is it comes just a few weeks after it was reported that Justin Roiland is facing domestic violence charges, with a May 2020 complaint charging him with one count of domestic battery with corporal injury and one count of false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, or deceit. And the Hollywood Reporter saying the complaint alleges that Roiland did willfully and unlawfully inflict corporal injury resulting in a traumatic condition upon an unnamed woman who was in a dating relationship with the defendant. Now with this, Roiland pled not guilty back in 2020 was released on a $50,000 bond in August of 2020, and there have been hearings in this case since then, but the news about these charges just started making headlines this month. But that is not where it ended, because after that, some came forward on social media accusing him of grooming and sending inappropriate messages, including to underage fans. And so with that, there are now two situations involving Roiland. Are you these separate social media claims and screenshots, and those are not related to the charges. Though, of course, this is a developing story, and more may come with that. You know, with all of this going on, you have people wondering, okay, well, what is going to happen to Roiland just in general as a person? Like, is this guy going to jail? But also, what does this mean for all the stuff that he's working on. Right? Because with Rick and Morty, he's not just the co-creator, he in fact voices Rick and Morty. Though there, sources have said that the show will be recasting the roles that he voices. Which is people on the internet memeing about how this is fantastic news for all our annoying friends that have done Rick and Morty impressions for the past five years. We also ended up seeing Squanch Games, a video game studio that he co-founded, releasing a statement saying, on January 16th, Squanch Games received Justin Roiland's resignation. The passionate team at Squanch will keep developing games we know our fans will love while continuing to support and improve high on life. And many now looking to Hulu, where Justin Roiland also has a relationship, right? He's a show like Solar Opposites there. But as all of that happens, Roiland has maintained his innocence, with his attorney T. Edward Wellborn previously releasing a statement saying, It's hard to overstate how inaccurate the recent media coverage of the situation has been. To be clear, not only is Justin innocent, but we also have every expectation that this matter is on course to be dismissed once the district attorney's office has completed its methodical review of the evidence. We look forward to clearing Justin's name and helping him move forward as swiftly as possible. As of right now, there is not a trial date set, but his next pre-trial hearing is in April. But with all this and understanding that it's still a developing situation, there are a number of different aspects and different stories here, but please let me know your thoughts in this situation, especially if you're a fan of Rick and Morty or any of the other series or properties that he was working on. And then, guys, wake up, the new culture war just dropped. Turns out Xbox is running a dangerous, covert, psychological operation to brainwash your children into becoming tree-hugging, vegan, socialist climate warriors. Or at least, that's the latest bullshit culture war a number of conservatives are trying to start. Which, at this point, how do they keep track? The candies aren't sexy enough. A study finding gas stoves might be bad for our health. That's an attack on who I am. Charlotte Kirk thinks the liberals are coming for his coffee or what looks like maybe honey mustard. Is there any coffee in your coffee, Charlie boy? But yeah, now the target is on Xbox. With all of this seeming to stem from a blog post Xbox published earlier this month outlining a number of updates to lower its environmental impact as part of an effort to reach Microsoft's goal of being carbon negative by 2030. And this included a number of pretty small and simple changes to existing consoles. Like instead of having your Xbox wake up to update games, apps, and software during random times, it'll do so at a certain time of night when a user's local energy grid is generating the most power it can from renewable sources. Beyond that, Xbox said it would automatically update some older consoles to a power-saving mode that aims to reduce electricity consumption when it's turned off, which is a feature that's already the default on newer consoles. And according to reports, the only difference for users is that an Xbox in power-saving mode takes around 15 seconds to boot up instead of doing so immediately as the console does in sleep mode, which is a pretty small nothing to pay for what the outlet described as a significant energy saving. But all of that seemingly small, reasonable bullshit just took 
too much for the culture police. With Fox yesterday informing its viewers that there's now a new non-issue to get pissed off about, which is kind of shocking that they care about video games since after every fucking school shooting, there's always someone on there going like, video games are the problem. But y'all, truly, the conversations that happen around this, they are as dumb, if not dumber, than you think. Right? This is an actual conversation that happened on Fox and Friends. That's all I'm so saying. So Xbox has also announced they're going woke too, and mm. you know, because of climate change. I mean, it's crazy what they're doing, but we understand what this is. It's not that it's actually going to offset emissions, okay? The level of reduction is infinitesimal, but they're trying to recruit your kids into climate politics at an earlier age. Make them climate conscious now. Yeah, I didn't but think of that. You're right. They're the, going after the children. Of course they are. But They're one day away from framing the situation as Xbox is grooming your children. Won't someone please think of the children who have to wait 15 more seconds to load up Grand Theft Auto and kill hookers? Which, side note, the, the idea that only kids are playing video games, like, we just got to throw that shit out the window? Because internal data from Microsoft shows that just around 10% of Xbox owners are under the age of 18. But this is Fox News, baby. We're not gonna let the truth get in the way of the headline. It doesn't taste like a nothing burger if you pour on a little rage. It's not just Fox News. You have the conservative Young America's Foundation group tweeting that the woke brigade is after video games, sharing an article from the right-wing website The Blaze that claimed that Xbox will force gamers to power down to fight climate change. This also despite the fact that the settings that we're talking about are things that users can go in and change. Once again, they are not gonna let the truth get in the way of a good narrative. This including conservative lawmakers like Ted Cruz who tweeted, first gas stoves, then your coffee, now they're gunning for your Xbox. With Twitter only using the opportunity to add the extra context warning on the post explaining that it is not a mandatory feature. Also, once again, on the gas stove note, like, I have a gas stove. I don't know why people are acting so personally attacked because studies have consistently shown that they're major contributors to things like childhood asthma and respiratory problems. People are acting like some legislation is going to get passed and all of a sudden, like, the police are kicking in the door and they're like, is that gas? Round them all up, including the little ones. But genuinely, for some of the people that are eating up this culture war bullshit, they think that's like a possibility. And they take this Xbox news at face value. It would just be gut-bustingly funny if it wasn't for the fact that we share a country with a lot of these people. I'm at a genuine loss here. And then, let me tell you about today's sponsor, Seed, and their clinically and scientifically backed DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. You know, I've been reading some of your comments about Seed, and let me break it all down. Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is a prebiotic and probiotic in one, right? Because the most important thing for me is to make sure that the probiotic strain makes it to my colon align. And DSO-1 provides benefits like healthy regularity, ease, bloat, heart health, and more. Plus, unlike most probiotics on the market, Seed's DSO-1 requires no refrigeration and actually makes it to your colon with 100% survivability where it needs to go thanks to their unique capsule and capsule design. You know, I've been taking Seed's DSO-1 for about a year, right? 365 days, 730 capsules, and give or take 712, uh, healthier and easier poops. I said it. Let's cut through the bullshit. If that part of my life is not good, the rest of my life suffers. And honestly, my gut health has never felt more supported since taking Seed's DSO-1, and I've given getting friends, family, and some of you on the Seed train. And in your first month, you'll receive this refillable glass jar and travel vial with a 30-day supply. And after that, they send monthly refills that are sustainably packaged. To make a change in your health, go to seed.com slash DeFranco and use code DeFranco to get 25% off your first month supplied of Seed's DSO-1 plus free shipping. And then, remember the teacher that got shot by her six-year-old student? Well, now she's suing the school, and when you get the details of the story, I think you're gonna go, yeah, makes sense. So to start off, most importantly, the teacher, Abby Zwerner, is going to be okay. According to an announcement from her lawyer this morning, she's at home and recovering from the whole situation. But we also received some wild information from Abby's lawyer during her statement, starting with a claim that the administration at Richneck Elementary was warned three separate times before Abby was shot that the boy might have a gun. And each of these times, they decided not to act. So according to Abby 
Joey's lawyer, Abby told the admin that the boy threatened to beat up another student around 11.15 a.m. And at 12.30, another teacher searched the boy's bag and told the admin she thought the boy had the gun in his pocket at recess. But they chose not to do anything because, quote, well, he has little pockets. Then around 1 p.m., a third teacher went to the administration with another student, and that student said that the shooter showed him the gun at recess and told him he would shoot him if he said anything. Still, allegedly, the administration does nothing. And then finally, a fourth staff member asked to search the boy's bag for the gun, only to be told no because the school day was almost over. And then finally, Abby was shot, with the lawyer wrapping this all up with the announcement that Abby has decided to sue the Newport News School District. So we'll obviously have to keep an eye on how that specific part goes, but we also do have other information, starting with the initial question that almost everyone asked, how the hell did the boy get the gun in the first place? There, you had the parent's attorney coming out saying that the gun was purchased legally, claiming that it was safely stored on a shelf over six feet off the ground in a closet and it had a trigger lock. Though that attorney reportedly was unsure how the boy managed to remove the lock because it required a key, but also going on to explain that the boy has an acute disability and was under a care plan that required a parent to come to school with him every day and attend classes, with reportedly the week of the shooting being the first week that this did not happen. And according to the family's attorney, the boy was in a facility undergoing psychiatric care after the shooting. So take those claims as you will, the investigation's still ongoing. But also, that's not even the end of the story, because we've also seen the community rushing to the school board meeting last week, calling for the superintendent, George Parker III, to be fired. And the reason the parents are using to call for his job boils down to safety, saying he just hasn't done enough about the systemic problems that have led to serious safety concerns within the district. So the school board's now set to meet this evening to vote on a separation deal for Parker, as well as choose an interim superintendent. And then finally, as far as the school in general, Richnick Elementary is slated to return to classes on Monday, January 30th. And so for now, we have our eyes on this. There are a lot of big claims, there are a lot of new updates, and more to come. And then, Memphis police killed an unarmed black man by reportedly beating him like a human pinata. And if the video of this, which is set to be released somewhat soon, either this week or next week, is as it has been described, this is going to be the biggest story in the country. Right, so let's talk about some of the details we know right now. Tyree Nichols was a 29-year-old black man who was killed by five Memphis police officers a few weeks ago, all of whom were also black. They had pulled over Nichols due to him allegedly recklessly driving the previous day. And this next series of events is what the police claimed happened. Right, so according to the police, a confrontation happened when they stopped him, after which he fled on foot. They then allegedly chased after him, where another confrontation happened before he was taken into custody, saying Nichols then complained about a shortness of breath. So an ambulance was called, Nichols was then taken to a hospital, he was in critical condition, and he died a few days later. Although as of right now, they're not saying any official cause of death with that report having not been released to the public yet. Though today, a preliminary autopsy commissioned by the family found that Tyree Nichols had extensive bleeding caused by a severe beating. But the authorities seem to have a pretty good idea of what actually happened here because they have footage of this incident, also leading them to fire the five officers after an administrative investigation found they violated department policies. In particular, they used too much force, didn't intervene to stop the beating, and didn't render aid to Nichols. We also have a slightly better idea of what went on because the footage was seen by Nichols' family and their attorney yesterday. And this is how the lawyer described the video. He was defenseless the entire time. He was a human pinata for those police officers. It was an unadulterated, unabashed, nonstop beating of this young boy for three minutes. It was apparently so bad that his mother couldn't even get through the first minute after hearing him ask the officers, what did I do? And his stepfather going on to say, What I saw on the video today was horrific. Um, no father, mother should have to witness what I saw today. Also saying why he thought Nichols ran in the first place. Our son ran because he was scared for his life. He did not run because he was trying to get rid of no drugs, no guns, no any of that. He ran because he was scared for his life. And when you see the video, 
you will see why he was scared for his life. It also didn't help that many of these officers were in unmarked vehicles and wearing plain clothes, leading many to get angry that these kind of officers would initiate a traffic stop, right? Arguing, of course, you're gonna be extremely sketched out if some randoms in normal clothes are trying to stop you. And of course, there are other questions out there like, how could this happen? Right in there, when asked if the officers, regardless of their race, had poor department training or were influenced by the actions of other officers, the district attorney said, I think the answer to all those questions is yes. And going on to say they hoped that this would force the police to focus on new training, including focusing on de-escalating encounters. Also, regarding the footage of this incident, there are, of course, calls for it to be released. So there we've seen the police reluctant and concerned with Chief Sarahlyn Davis saying, transparency remains a priority in this incident, and a premature release could adversely impact the criminal investigation and the judicial process. We are working with the district attorney's office to determine the appropriate time to release video recordings publicly. So it could be released today, it could be released tomorrow. Uh, we do know that Shelby County District Attorney's Office plans to release the video either this week or next week. And also with that, the district attorney said that charges, if any, could be announced later this week. Which regarding those charges, the Nichols family has said that justice for us is murder one. Anything short of that, we will not accept. And notably, murder one in Tennessee requires premeditation or killing someone while committing a very narrow set of crimes like rape, theft, or kidnapping, which a number of experts say could be a big hill to climb for prosecutors. You also have a number of people speaking on the officers involved and kind of the training to become one, with people pointing to things like the fact that in Tennessee, it takes 1,500 hours to become a barber, but only 500 for an officer. Also, with this whole situation, there are widespread expectations that once this footage gets released, there's gonna be extreme tension in the streets. We've seen stores and vendors preparing. We've already seen some protests going on. However, the family has pleaded with people to please keep it peaceful. We don't need no burning of the city or no looting because that's not what Tyree wanted and that's not gonna bring him back. But of course, we have no idea how the public is going to react when this video gets released because we haven't seen it yet. There's gonna be a powder keg waiting to go off, but for now, we're gonna have to wait to see how this all plays out, what the fallout is, and uh, until we see more, of course, I'd love to know your thoughts here. And that is where today's show went. For more of the news you need, I got you covered right here. Just click or tap. But my name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love yo faces, and I'll see you tomorrow.